of the internet. And welcome to another episode of Friday Night Fights, a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast. If you have been here from the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is about to get Earth. Those of you who do not know wrestling, fantasy wrestlers to life, though some of them actually are probably the wrestlers, but Insane Asylum Wrestling, we're wrestling in an insane asylum, so those the lines of reality and fiction tend to blur a little bit. But we will go through introductions first before we get started with tonight's episode. So, first and foremost, we are going to start with the one and only Tiggy Biddles. And you are muted. Thank you, that's right. I was doing it just to make sure that I didn't have any background noise going on. But now I actually need to be heard. Yeah, hi, I'm Tiggy Biddles. I am just making content now. I've actually started my YouTube page. I've posted my first real video on it, and I'm real excited. That's going to be my main focus on all of my projects in the next coming weeks and months. So I'm really excited to be starting that. And I'm also going to be starting streaming again. So uh, same username, both on YouTube and Twitch, Tiggy Biddles. If you'd like to give me a follow and check out some stuff, that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the future near future (laughs) and then who do you have the lovely pleasure of playing tonight yeah the character i'm gonna be playing barry the wheels mcguffin the old timey boxer stuck in a fighting ring who has a little out of place but he's making his own it it never gets old it never gets old and i love it transatlantic is one of my favorite accents to do i'll never get tired of doing that i love you for it it's great Alrighty, so moving right along, the new, he's not necessarily new anymore, but the new is quote-unquote member of our cast. Next up is Echo. Yes, it is me, Echo, or as I've, the only thing which I'm doing now, social media-wise, Albert the Owlbear on TikTok, aka, basically, I'm, I'm basically the good luck charm of this series since i'm going to be on since i'm here on friday night fights i am on the pain town as well and hecna and a special new project that will be coming up soon hopefully but yeah (laughs) at this point one of the other podcasts probably already has the announcement but really quickly just to say it here Stay tuned for those of you who like Dungeons and Dragons because I'm about to run Echo and some other friends of mine in the Hecna campaign. Do you like carnivals? Do you like scary clowns? If yes to one or both, stay tuned because I'm about to scare a lot of D&D players. So this is going to be a good one. <laughs> Just let me get my pre-recorded screams from me playing For Honor. We should be good. <laughs> oh, jeez. But... <laughs> so... Echo, who do you have the pleasure of playing tonight? I am playing the famous crossover character, John McCaw. You gotta love them managers. <laughs> yes, especially asshole ones. Oh, I can't wait for tonight. It's gonna be great. But moving right yes, along. Well. Next up, we have... All these character concepts are great, but this one has been a lot of fun to hear. Just especially the narrative shift. Like, everything flipped on a dime. So, the one, the only, Mini. How's it going, guys? Mini Moss 218 You catch me on all the socials, the same. I'm on basically everything. I'm playing Mr. Axel, 
the uh, the fighter archetype that started out as the the fun loving animal loving massive hulk of a man that uh, made a quick shift and now is a little bit more aggressive. It's the lightest way to put it. Because of one manager. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna resolve our feelings. <laughs> Maybe. Alrighty, and then of course. Next on my list is the one, the only, Adolfo. <laughs> Saludos programas. I am Adolfo, the Nerdy Puerto Rican. You can catch me on TikTok and Instagram at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. Also, I have a podcast which is partnered with the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. It is called the Nerdy Puerto Ricast, where I talk about things nerdy, things not nerdy, and things boricua. Tonight... As always, you thought I was down. My hit points were at zero. Yeah. But you were mistaken, for you see the macho made silver sparkle zap. Yeah. It's going to be casting a spell tonight. Oh, God, you had. You got the pit fight first. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Regain composure here. I'm a professional, I promise. <laughs> okay. So we will have one other player joining us later tonight. And sadly, unfortunately, our other castmate, Chris, a.k.a. Puppy Riku or Pup Riku on the social medias. You can search both on either one. Will not be joining us tonight. The Umbra Talon has decided to take the night off. <laughs> but don't worry, he will still have some good bits in this episode. So make sure you go follow him. But... With all the introductions out of the way. Oh, and of course, where are my manners? My name is Mikey. I should introduce myself as the person who's running this game. That would be very important. Again, I say I'm a professional. <laughs> I am a professional. Yes. But he is the <laughs> yeah, so you can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also follow the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions on same social media to stay up to date on all the... Th projects we got going on ladies and gentlemen we have a total of 10 podcasts seven actual plays and three regular pop culture ones so there is something for everyone i'm not asking you to listen to everything but if you want to i fully support it we're, use it as back but we are we, no, have, we, are, we are no longer one podcast we have a group we're now a company yeah, essentially, I am my own company. It's great. But there is something for everyone. If you're listening to this, awesome. Do you want something a little more mysterious? We have Deadlands Noir for Red Harvest. We have a samurai game, Fudosato, using Legend of the Five Rings tabletop RPG. Want to see some regular human beings with mythical powers try to solve mysteries? Knights of Pain Town, City of Mist. And then, of course, we have the upcoming Hecna a 5e D&D game where I run a group of players through a scary carnival with clowns. If you like oceanic adventures, we have Call of the Deep, where I also take a group of D&D players and run them, and there may or may not be... There might be a Kraken involved. They don't know. And then I'm also excited to finally announce that this has been in the works, but we have one more D&D game, The Academy, which will be run by Pup Riku, one of the players in this game. I will be a player as long, well, as some of the other peoples across the podcast. It's going to be great. Yes. But... <laughs> A.K.A. The Secret Project. Thank you for spoiling it. 
it's not a secret. I put it out on the internet, so I mean, people yeah, are aware. I don't know how many people have seen it. That's why I've said the secret because I only can tell by hearts. There's only two hearts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, eh. Okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this is this is going to date this stuff so hard just by saying it. But yes, I'm excited. But enough about all that. Now that the housekeeping has been out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, let us get officially started with the Go Home Show. It's about to get buck wild, so strap in, ladies and gentlemen, because it's about to get bumpy. Once again, Insane Asylum Wrestling takes place straight from yo mama's living room. Your house is literally down the street. Go check it outside. You might see us there. Who knows? But the IAW faithful is settling into their seats, and of course, once again... They're murmuring to themselves. The anticipation is building. The excitement can be felt in the air. It's electric. Once everyone has settled into their seats, the lights in the IAW arena go down. The crowd begins to chant and to lose their collective shit. As the IAW theme song begins to play until it hits a crescendo, and once it hits full throttle, the Titan Tron just shows images of the IAW roster doing amazing feats. And pyro explosions everywhere happens. The audience begins to cheer, screaming with the camera cutting from the Titan Tron showing the logo to our commentator, Tony Delant. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Tony Delant, and welcome to the Go Home Show of insane asylum wrestling ladies and gentlemen tonight is bound to be a turn of events across multiple rivalries going on tonight we will see our concluding semi-final matches to the iaw number one contenders tournament to find out which two wrestlers will be fighting each other for the right to face our iaw champion tana later on and just announced earlier today we will have a contract signing between the unlikely duo of bjorn and axel as they face off with the soccer of bombs at lockdown pay-per-view at a full metal mayhem match but first they will have a contract signing and come face to face one more time before the pay-per-view Ladies and gentlemen, it is about to get crazy, but we begin tonight with the opening contest. Once again, I will turn it to our in-ring announcer. And camera cuts from commentary desk. We see Terry in the ring, once again wearing a fabulous dress. This time it is a pink kind of number going on. The following contest is the semi-final match for the Bedlam Break number one contenders match. And at this point, the camera cuts from Terry in the ring and it goes and makes its way backstage as we see some of the IAW roster, kind of some of them getting ready for their matches, others watching the screens to see what's about to happen in this semi-final match. And the camera makes its way back into the further backstage area where it stops in front of a 
all too familiar sight of the medical bay office of one Dr. Brittany. Once again, Dr. Brittany can be heard yelling something from behind the door with another wrestler just screaming and slightly pleasurable going through the door. Dr. Brittany is very thorough. Let's just leave it at that. But the camera rests in front of the door and it turns around. And who do we happen to see once again in the waiting room waiting to see Dr. Brittany? Once again, we see our wrestler from another time period, Wheels. But he is also joined by the first time in this series going to see Dr. Brittany, the Macho Mage. So both of you are currently sitting in the waiting room as you are listening to Dr. Brittany and this wrestler from behind the door just... You can't necessarily make out what's being said, but things are happening. <laughs> Isn't this modern medicine stuff amazing? Yeah. I don't know. Back in my day, you just... You would pop the shoulder back in, and then you'd slap him on the butt, and then they'd back in the ring. Oh, yeah, plus a few leeches on there to suck out the badness. Yeah. Oh, I, I miss the leeches. That's, That's the good old magic. Oh, yeah. And these, and I bet you they don't even know about rubbing the salt in the wound to purify oh, it. Oh, don't get me yeah. started. I believe, I, believe, I believe the salt would actually damage you more. <laughs> Look at this guy. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Say, is John are you just a there? time traveler? Are you a wizard? No. So you need uh, to abracadabra your mouth shut. You. I wish we were in pain town. This would be so much better. To be fair, you brought this upon yourself. He's scared of needles. And needles are so much more effective than salt, my old friend. I don't oh, know how the I'm sure that the the, the time-traveling MacGuffin was doing a little twirling and whirling. Yeah, a little bippity-boppity-boo. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't his fault that needles were introduced. Oh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Needles are older than leeches. I would highly doubt that. Oh, yeah, because with the needles, you need the metal ore. And when the metal ore, you need the alchemist. Oh, yeah. And by the way, where is this alchemist, Brittany? And why does it sound like there's pleasure of spells coming from her doorway? Oh, yeah. At this point. <laughs> and I thought Sung Wukong was an idiot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. At this point. <laughs> As the three of you are having this conversation, once again, the door just slams open, and behind it, you just see Dr. Brittany, this time wearing her teal stilet Louis Vuitton stilettos, <laughs> just kicking the door, and she <laughs> puts her foot down after doing so, and Wrestler just walks out, just scuttling by, as Dr. Brittany with the cigarette again. That took a little bit longer than I would have liked, but, uh... Eh. You can't rush these things. As she's watching this wrestler go down back to the locker room, she turns to the wait to you guys. And then there's you three. What am I going to do? Oh no. I'm just here because it's a nice place to sit. Oh, mm -hmm. Alchemist Brittany. I'ma tell you. All I need is a healing potion and a D8 worth 
of hit points. Oh, yeah. And then I can go and scuttle on back out and rapple-dapple myself a little mouth. Oh, yeah. Need another D8. <laughs> Listen, it's way too meta. It's ridiculous. I love it. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I see that you're still on this whole wizardry thing. <sighs> Anywho, she looks at you, Wheels. I'm going to start with you first. <laughs> me? Why me? Because I want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> so, Macho Mage, just hang out with... And she looks at John with an evil stare. Him. For a little bit longer, uh, and I'll be with you shortly. I am, I am innocent. How dare you? Listen, I don't care what you do in your part-time, sweetie. The fact that you aligned yourself with the Bayou Brotherhood spells bad news, and I have been here for a very long time. You just better be careful, because they turn on their managers quicker than anybody I have ever seen in this business. Technically, I didn't have a choice. Sweetie, we all have a choice. Yeah, not when you're trapped in, in one room with only one exit and threatened. That's a motto. To be honest, you probably deserved it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm going to make the best of the situation as I can. She walks up to you with her Louboutin stilettos, and once again, she just kicks her foot with the heel coming in between the family jewel area, and she says, Now, this is my only warning. If you and your little posse cause any more problems for these wrestlers that require me to heal them on multiple occasions, you're going to need to come see me as it won't be pretty. What? I do to you once I'm done. I will not make any problems. I cannot say for the wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened? Is that what happened when you decided to think when it was funny to put Elk's mask on Axel during that match, which snapped him into back into the monster that has been gone for a while? That is a different story completely. There that, it is. <laughs> that I will accept. That was my fault. Yes, it was. But to be fair... I thought it would be funny, and I thought the crowd would enjoy it, so I did it. This is a completely different situation. She just throws her cigarette on the ground and in her heels stamps it out. I'll deal with you later. Alright, Wheels, let's get this over with. Oh boy. She takes you into the office, the door closes. So, you know the drill. Shirts off on the bed. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, takes his shirt off and just begrudgingly turns around and with a sigh, just. All righty. Let's see how everything's holding up. And she begins to routinely take your shoulder and just make sure and gives it a couple of tests. Range of motion. Pulls at it a little bit. So everything that's good. How's it feeling from last time? Oh, it's, it's feeling fine. It's been worse. And as she's doing this, she... <laughs> her demeanor changes a little bit from that smarminess, the sarcastic amazingness that Brittany usually gives off. This is the first time for you, Wheels, that a true voice of concern washes over as she speaks with you. Wheels, this one I say this, you really need to be careful out there. I was able to fix this shoulder, but you're still... I can tell there's still a couple of kinks that need to be worked out that I can't even fix. 
So any more excruciating damage to it, you're going to be out for a little bit. Doc, I appreciate the concern, but I got to wrestle tonight. If all goes well, I'll take the next week off. But tonight, I got to be in the ring. You just be careful then as she finishes up. All right, head back out. Get the Macho Mage back in here. I need to make sure he's ready for tonight, too. All right, I'm going to prop myself off, head out, and then as I walk out the door, I'm, uh, y'all said, uh, she seems to be in a bit of a mood. Not quite sure what her deal is. Maybe She's she a- drank from the wrong cauldron today, yeah. The uh, Macho Mage will get up and he'll start heading into Dr. Brittany's room. And he'll be like, I'll see you on the flip side, time traveler. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... Wheels, you leave the locker room. You're getting ready for your match. Macho Mage, you step into Brittany's office. She closes the door behind you. And uh, Alchemist Brittany, yeah. I just, like I said, need a potion of healing to get send me on my way, yeah. I have been rocking with the mystic crystals to recharge my chakras. Oh, yeah. Dr. Brittany just looks at you, Macho Mage. Sweetie, we've been through this a very, we've known each other for a very long time. Remember, we used to wrestle each other before I decided to retire from IAW to be the medical examiner. You've been to my kids' birthday parties. You've been to my wedding. (laughs) We have known each other for a long time. You can drop the act, love. (laughs) Is the camera still on or is it, is, would the camera be on the, on the match that's going on right now? The camera is currently on the match happening in the ring, so... Okay, so Macho Mage <laughs> takes his glasses off and like, Holy gee, Brittany, I'm uh, sorry about that. I just, I get a method, acting. That's my talent, acting. And he sits down and is like, How are the kids, by the way? This was not what I was expecting, and I love it. Do I hear this through the door? No, you don't. <laughs> there he is. There is the man that I have grown to love over these last 20 years in this business. The kids are doing great. The girls, the girls are finally in their final year of college, which is a good thing. Good. And, and little, and Brittany Jr., is, is she following in your footsteps or did she decide to go dentistry? Yeah, she said she wanted to be a doctor. She had, she met this, like... Fellow, his name is Adam, so I don't know. Oh, boy. So no, he's the it, man that comes in, swoops everything out of the way. But he's an independent wrestler, so I heard that he might be getting signed to the Level Up wrestling promotion, so that should be fun. And I actually like him for her. Maybe I can have him convince her to get into the business. She wants to be a dentist, and honestly, with many wrestlers losing their teeth nowadays in these matches, she will be fine. Okay, just tell her to remember what Beyonce said. Make sure he puts a ring on it. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, honey. You know, my lower back has been tweaking out a little bit. But, so, you just, you work your magic. Go ahead. All right. She kind of cracks her knuckles. Alrighty. Time to do the tango. Let's do this. And then the camera just comes back. John, you're outside. 
just still sitting there waiting for your group to come and find you later. But from the outside of Dr. Brittany's office, once again, you just hear things being moved. You hear Dr. Brittany yelling. You hear Macho Mage uh, yelling some explicitives at some point. There may a lot of painful screaming, some pleasurable screams. Libby, yo! I cannot. <laughs> I really wish some days I was in the past. So much easier when you could just than live in this time period. So at this point, in front of you, you hear the hiss of a good old crocodile, John, with a little bow tie, and attached to the little bow tie is a little note. Thank you, my friend. Again, if it just you... sits at you, turns around, and starts walking away. Wait, before you go, I give him some jerky. Okay, you give it some jerky, eats. It doesn't hit you, hiss at you this time. It just nods and then it walks. And then you have the note, which when you read it says, Come meet us in the place where our journey began, a.k.a. the boiler room. <laughs> I go to the boiler room. That's my boiler room. W's boiler room. <laughs> but you, anywho. <laughs> you, didn't buy, you didn't buy the painting for the room I did. It's not mine. Huh. He rented it out for a couple hours. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so you make your way to the boiler room. We'll get to that in a little bit. Brittany just, like, unfurls her latex gloves, throws it on the counter, picks another cigarette, lights it, starts smoking it. Ah, does this bring back memories? I'm not in traction. Alrighty. Macho mage. Sweetie, I don't say this that often, but I do hope you win your match. I think it's due time that you are given the recognition you deserve. Aw, thanks, Brit. It's the job of us jobbers to make our fellow wrestlers look good, and that, that's what I try to do. Do you have any intentions of messing with the soccer bombs at all tonight? I mean, it's gonna make for a good show. The, the Macho Mage, he has a very thoughtful look on his face. Yeah, probably. Something doesn't smell right with this attack, but like I told you when you came in here last week, I'm going to continue to investigate and see what I could find. Some of these wrestlers owe me favors anyways. I would heartily appreciate if you gave me any information that you could find. Thanks, Brit. You go give him hell, sweetheart. So uh, Macho Mage will, will give a thumbs up and then... Glasses come back on, and then he will slowly rise up off the table, and as if floating, he will turn and head out of the room. I... And as he enters the waiting room, he will stop briefly in front of John, and without looking at him, again, almost looking like he's levitating, he'll just be like, It's your turn, oh yeah. And he'll just continue to float on out as soon as macho mage disappears you're just like john you're like okay and then head to the boiler room yeah he's like people believing in myth but it actually existed that's fine time to go so john you get to the boiler room i want to say this out of character i want these i want macho mage and john just to talk show business it's like a podcast like out of out of character now that's their side job outside of when they're not wrestling, they have a podcast. Yeah. 
listen, every good wrestler had needs to have a podcast nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like the idea of Yeah, I'm a manager. I have to do some hell of acting. Do you know how hard it is to act like an asshole? Effectively. We love it. Alrighty. So you John, you make your way to the boiler room. You open it up. At the bottom of the stairs, you see the good old Bayou Brotherhood waiting for you. And it's leader, Louisiana man, as we have dubbed him. <laughs> he just says, come closer. We have a lot to discuss. Okay. And as you make your way down the stairs, the door behind you at the top of the stairs leading into the boiler room just magically shuts. And we cut from there. Camera goes back to the ring where we see the conclusion of the match. Elk has just pinned Kid Cuts and will be facing Umbra for the Bedlam Break Championship at lockdown. So Elk just stands tall. He looks around as the audience is cheering for him, grabs his Elk mask, puts it back on, and heads back up to the Titantron where he enters the Med Bay doors, where he passes you wheels and you axel as you two are getting ready for your match he just looks at you two intently with his eyes peering behind the mask and then without saying a word heads to the locker room in the back so as the camera cuts from there it goes back to our commentator tony delant ladies and gentlemen that was a fabulous match and we have our bedlam break inaugural Championship match set for lockdown. Will it be Elk or the Umbrahill Talon who will claim victory to IAW's new championship? Ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to join us next time in order to figure that out. But now we go to tonight's next match where we will see who will continue on in the IAW number one contenders tournament. And camera turns to Terry in the ring. The following contest is scheduled for one fall and it has a 15 minute time limit and it is round one of the IAW number one contenders tournament. Semi-final match. Wheels, you're gonna come out first so what does your entrance look like this time for this episode? <laughs> you're muted. Yeah, I, I was three words in it and I went, wait, hang on. Uh, no. <laughs> At least I caught myself before I went too far this time. Uh, so Wheels is going to come out uh, a little less show buddy this time. Um, going to be playing, it's going to be Electro Swing music this time. So I think like Caravan Palace, something like that playing in the background. I'm like, what? Nah. I'm just like doing that kind of that kind of music just playing out. As, and I'm coming in, I'm, I'm bouncing. I'm I'm trying to get loose, tr doing like the old like boxer move, like style. I just like trying to, trying to stay loose, trying to stay energized as I come into the ring. And then I'll just jump in and then both hands over my head as I do that. I feel a little bit of attention. So it's like a ah, ah, left hand comes up a little bit slower than the right hand. But I try to pull it off as quickly as I can, and, or try to make it look smooth. Okay, so, duly enough. And then, your music starts to fade out, wheels. So, Axel, what does your entrance look like this episode? Oh, uh, so, it is a completely different theme song. This time, it is no longer the 
epic metal version of Sunshine Lollipops and Rainbows is no longer that anymore. But the lights do go out and the lights start to flicker black and white as a completely different song starts to play. The song is, uh, it starts at the breakdown and it's Baba Yaga by Slaughter to Prevail. It's a Russian death metal song. It's what he used to come out to in his MMA days. And he sees now as the lights start to flicker black and white in the strobe-like effect, right when the breakdown sits, he's out wearing now full, like basically like black sweatpants and a tight form-fitting full black shirt to cover up all those chibi tattoos. And he is still has the mohawk because he kind of can't grow hair back in two weeks. Start to come out face down, towel over his head, very Samoa Joe style or Taz style with the towel cover in his head. And it's just a slow walk to the ring. There's the hops to the side, then Brock Lesnar jumps up as the towel comes up and the pyro comes up off the four ropes, four turnbuckles. As he Brock Lesnar jumps onto the ring and gets himself in the ring, just jumps around a little bit and just warms himself up. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Alrighty. <clears throat> so both of you are in opposite ends of the corners of the ring. Terry steps out. The bell rings and surprises not surprisingly, by order of decree of a coin flip I did earlier. Wheels, you're going to start with control of the match. Okay. At this point, I'm going to be in like a defensive stance. That's how I always start with the old school, like left hand by the face, right hand out in front kind of boxing pose. So I'm going to start with this and I'm going to come in for a couple of quick jabs for the chest just to like freshen things up okay so you do that so axel what is your response to getting jabbed in the chest a little seeing bit? this is a he's doing some actual fight and stuff so i'm going to respond in kind put myself in my own kind of boxer stance and sidestep out of the way of his jabs and just dodge him <laughs> okay so that is the response so next up wheels what is your transition so axel just <laughs> with the punches <laughs> For my day, so I don't know what happened. Ah, they're down here. Okay. While I'm getting these out, so as you sidestep, I am going to fake a punch, but then as I do that, turn around and go for a backhand, like a reverse roundhouse kick. Oh, snaps. All right. Axel, how do you respond to this roundhouse kick? Totally and utterly surprised because the boxer just kicked me. So it hits. It's like, bam. Alrighty, so right. it's about to go down. So wheels, you're surprised you connect with the you connect with this kick uh, on Axel, and you've known him for a little bit at this point. All right, big spot time. What are you doing next? All right, big spot. What I'm gonna do next is I'm gonna go in for. Let's see, what am I gonna do here? I'm gonna go in at this point where. Uh, Axel, where are you positioned in the ring? Probably centered, just after you kicked me. So probably just still sitting centered with you in the ring. Okay. I am going to try, at this point, try to throw them into the the ropes. Try to throw them into the ropes and then have them bounce back and go for a flying kick. Oh, jeez. You're being so acrobatic with this. Okay. So... Wheels, what I want you to do for me is we are going to do one, use one of the wrestling moves, and I am going to have you roll plus work. No, okay. plus body. My bad. Okay. I was hoping it'd be work, but because <laughs> I have a bonus to work, I don't have to body. That's fine. Let's go. It's a nine! Oh, wait, no? 
Ah, uh, no, it was a 10 before the modifier, but it's minus one, so it's nine. I'm sad. So, now just as a reminder, everybody starts off with one momentum, so keep that in mind. But do you want to keep the nine? Remind me how I use the momentum. So a momentum, when you spend it, certain moves will require you to use momentum, but you can use one momentum to boost up your roll by a score of one. So the more momentum you use, the, the you each momentum adds plus one to the roll. So keep that in mind. Interesting. Okay. I also have a thing. I also have a bonus when I start a match with a stipulation that I also get plus one momentum. Match had a stipulation. I also don't know what exactly that means. <laughs> it's just a thing that's part of my character. Okay, so let's educate the kids out here. So usually in the world of wrestling entertainment, there you have your regular matches and then you have your matches with stipulations. Some can range from loser leaves town and a some others. One could one stipulation could be I have a baseball bat could be a stipulation. It could also be a baseball bat on the pole as some magic force as your John is in the boiler room. You're not in this scene. No, <laughs> I was going to I was going to no. use the chatter. You're not in this episode, but you are in this episode. <laughs> oh no. But yes, there can also be silly stipulations like a kendo the god awful kendo stick on a pole match. People's moms can also be on a pole match too. Listen, the we'll, to your yeah, the contract to your child, the custody of your child also in a ladder match. But usually match with stipulations can be silly like that, but also stipulations can be the type of match that you do. There could be a TLC match, a Texas death match, which, by the way, shameless plug, go see Mickey James versus Deanna Parazzo, who did a Texas death match a couple weeks ago. It was a baller match. But anyways... So a stipulation would be like the match has some sort of gag or thing to it. This is just a number one contenders tournament. There's no tables. There's no chairs. It's just a straight up wrestling match. Gotcha. Okay. So I do have that plus one momentum that I just have from starting the match. Uh, I'm going to keep it because I'm still going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with the nine. Okay. So on a nine, you are able to keep the attention. So here is what you can do. So there are two options with the nine. You can either hand control over to your opponent and you gain plus one momentum, or you can retain control of the match. I will hand over control and get the plus one momentum. Okay, so now you have a bank of two. So Axel, you are now in control. So Wheels just pulled off this amazing feat. So you are beginning this next setup. So what is your first move? <laughs> And I feel as a result of like the semi success, like I end up on the floor a little bit longer than I want to be. Sounds good. Um, with him up on the ground, I'm thinking I'm just going to pick him up as my first move in the storm into the turnbuckle. So that happens. So, Wheels, how do you respond to getting thrown into the turnbuckle? Probably hurt the shoulder. Probably hurts. Probably hurts a lot. Um, <laughs> very pissed. Okay. <laughs> So you are pissed. That is how you respond. <laughs> At this point, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait in the turnbuckle. Actually, okay. So that you're gonna wait. So Axel, next part up. So Barry is just standing there in the turnbuckle. So what is your next? <laughs> I'm hurting, but it's also I'm gonna so I'm gonna put both his arms over the ropes. Put my hand on his head. Just go for a shh to the crowd. 
Oh my god, I think if you're about to do what I think you're gonna do, you're a bloody genius and I love it, but we'll get to that. Okay, so the hush falls over the audience as they wait in anticipation. Technically, Wheels, your response to him just grabbing you and telling the audience to shush. I'm going to brace and be more alert. I'm I'm also Barry's also interested in what's about to happen. Okay. So Axel, big spot time. Please tell me you're about to do what I think you're gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna open palm five star the crap out of this man's chest. <laughs> Make it as loud as I can. You're gonna give him the Walter chop? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh my gosh. It's like bah okay. So this is just pure this is just pure strength here, so you're gonna roll plus body for me. The fourteen. Jesus. No, no, 14. No, it's a 13. My bad. I rolled a 10. <laughs> Dang, wheels. It's gonna hurt a lot. <laughs> On a 13, I'm gonna have you narrate this. So, the crowd is going to pop for what's about to go down, so you retain control of the match, Axel, and you gain plus one momentum, but tell me. So, I hush the crowd. I look at you, Barry. As I'm getting ready, I'm leaning close and go, Sorry about this, big guy. And just smack him. And I want this clap to be, like, super kick party level of smack and thigh loud. That's how loud this is going to be. Like, you're going to hear the smack from the nosebleed seats. Oh, that's going to hurt. The audience is just, oh. And Barry, you are just. <laughs> oh, that's when, not. When it makes contact, your chest is just. For a moment, nothing happens, but then you just see your chest have a start to slowly grow a shade of pink crimson as a giant handprint has now made its appearance on your chest. Oh man, so Axel, you retained control of the match, so next setup, what are we doing? Is he on the ground or is he still standing? That is up to Barry, so Barry... I'm standing, but it hurt, so I probably, like, at this point, um, probably, like, buckled, like, not not, not buckled, doubled over, and, like, fell, fell out of the turnbuckle rather than walking out of it, you know? Okay. So, like, still, like, corner-ish, but, like, away from the physical turnbuckle a little bit by a couple of feet. Okay. I think I'm going to face palm him and throw him back into the turnbuckle. So grab nice. him by the face and just push him back into the turnbuckle. Dang. Wheels is getting thrown around. So Wheels, your response to getting thrown into the turnbuckle. Again. I'm going to try and go for a, rever- a reversal. So as I'm being thrown, I'm going to try and catch it and spin Axel into the turnbuckle instead. Okay, so you go and do that so axel you are heading towards the turnbuckle what is the next part of this i guess i'm in the turnbuckle back facing him and the turnbuckle i'm gonna bounce off of it and just hit him with the clothesline just bounce off the turnbuckle and clothesline it Ooh, so take cl- it like a champ it's like <laughs> clothesline bam wheels your response to being clotheslined i'm probably falling on my ass <laughs> to be honest If we're really playing this out, probably to fall on my ass. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Alrighty, so you fall on your ass. So are you currently sitting or laying on the floor? Like, how does this look? Probably, uh, probably like 
on, on like when I I mean that figuratively. So I'm probably like sprawled out on my back a little bit. Like I probably just got boom and then just got knocked back. Alrighty, so Axel, big spot time here. So Barry has described he's on the ground. So what I'm gonna you I'm gonna to flip do? him over, and then the great memory of the man, the Iron Sheik. I'm gonna go ahead and put him into a camel clutch. Arms oh. over, around the face, and just start cranking a camel don't clutch. Like everybody's face when he said that. <laughs> You're this is gonna hurt if this hits really well. So you are doing a technique. So I'm gonna have you roll plus work. So I'm going to use my momentum to make this an 8. Okay. One of my two. So I'm gonna... Okay. So on an 8, you keep the audience's attention. So once again, with this 8, there are two options here, Axel. You can either hand control over to wheels and gain plus one momentum, or you can retain control of the match. I'm going to retain control. Oh, this camel clutch is ridiculous. So wheels... This camel clutch is, it is not a good feeling to be in. Do you know what a camel clutch is? No. So you're on your, so you're on your stomach. I'm squatting over you and I have your arms over my knees and I have my hands wrapped around your head and I'm cranking up. So it's affecting your like lower back. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm gonna, we have, I got to give you a visual cause this is too good to pass up. <laughs> But yeah, the camel clutch is a. It is. It can be very hurtful. <laughs> All that! <laughs> so that is where you currently find yourself right now, Barry. So Axel is now still in control of this match. Axel, we begin again. So what are you about to do? Gonna so, maintain this camel clutch. Okay, so you maintain the camel clutch. Barry, what is your response to this camel clutch being maintained? Ooh, I think it's time for Barry to fight dirty a little bit. I'm gonna Smoke go. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and bite Axel's finger. Okay, honestly, it's like, right, it's like right next to you. So I'm gonna try and like wiggle my wiggle my hand down and try and get my head there, and so I can try and bite his finger and loosen the grip. I don't <laughs> think I have a whole lot of options at this point. Okay, so you bite. Honestly, like, you bite his fingers. Axel, how do you respond to getting your fingers bitten? I would not like in the dirty play, because uh, Axel doesn't like, Axel doesn't play dirty like that. Very, like, Rusev Ryback style from the camel clutch, just pick him up and slide him up through my feet, so now he's, I'm back to belly to him right now, and I'm going to just pick him up and get him ready for the next set. Okay, so, Wheels, how do you respond to this? <laughs> um... Getting pulled up, I feel like I'm I'm in a little bit more of a freeing position, so I'm going to try and kick my way out of the hold. Okay. So, yeah, I will say that you are able to start to loosen a little bit, and then you make your way out, but I will say for the sake of it, you're on the floor still. <laughs> okay. So you're just crawling, you're crawling away, you're like, ah! <laughs> so, Axel, big spot time. Wheels, <laughs> crawling away. <laughs> What are you about to do? Oh, man. I think I'm going to, as he's on the ground still, I think I'm just going to walk over to to the like front of him as he's kind of crawling away because he's already on his hands and knees. Seeing that, I'm going to look at him and just pick him up. Powerbomb. I'm going to go for, oh, go for uh, just a sit-out. A B- B- Dave Batista, Batista bum, sit-out powerbomb. That hurts, too. 
Okay, so you are just being a brutal monster showing your physical strength. Roll plus body. That's the, I rolled an 11 this time, so it's a 14 this time. You gotta love these modifiers, man. It's the only okay. one that I have high. It's, I'm the muscle, but don't ask me for anything else. <laughs> Leg up. Ref comes over. One. Two. Three. <laughs> ding. Ding. The winner! And moving on to the finals of the IA number one contenders tournament. Axel! The crowd is just cheering for you, Axel. Wheels, you are currently still reeling from this power bomb. I, I will reach a hand down to help him out. See, just because I'm bad guy doesn't mean I have to be bad guy. <laughs> I'm gonna look at the hand and oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at his hand, bear it with my good arm, and just pull up, grab it by like the forearm. Just pull him up. Tap him on the back, but not as hard as I slapped him on the chest to make sure he's, <laughs> I don't hurt him. I'm gonna just preemptively flinch. So Axel, you help we- wheels up, you exchange respect a mutual respect, and you begin making your way up to the ramp before you head back into the locker room wheels you are currently standing into the ring and correspondent our lovely correspondent quinn mckinley comes over to you once again wearing her glasses in her red overalls interviewer outfit get up she comes up to you wheels that was an excellent that was an excellent match but unfortunately it seems that you have been eliminated from the tournament so the IAW audience wants to know what's next for Wheels in IAW. There's always another tournament, so we keep fighting, we keep struggling, and we keep going for that win. As I say that, as I try to wring out my shoulder and just like <laughs> try to ease off some of the pain, because the handprint on my chest is still like burning and tingling. It's definitely going to be blistering later, but like I'm just trying to. There's a lot of pain going through my head, so I'm trying. I, it feels like I might have made my shoulder worse, but I'm not quite sure, and Dr. Brittany's going to be mad at me. But I'm trying to be as positive as I can through while I'm doing this whole thing. Okay, so as you are easing off the pain, you are suddenly... The sensation of a metallic object connects with your shoulder blade as you are knocked to the ground face first... And as you turn around onto the mat, who should be standing in front of you but the current IAW champion, Tana, with her famous metallic baseball bat. She looks at you. (laughs) So there is a moment of period of couple seconds where time seems to slow down. You're just looking up at Tana wheels. Tana with the baseball bat says... Sorry, love. No, no hard feelings, but I need to play mind games with a certain Umbra Talon real quick. And she just throws, she chucks the baseball bat to the floor, and she comes to you with your bad arm, and probably, so I'll send you a reference to this later, but she grabs your arm, and she positions you on your stomach, as she and this is taking heavy inspiration for probably one of the coolest women's finishers I have seen in recent time. Shout out to Diana Parazzo and the Queen's Gambit. She he, Tana takes your arm, 
with her one foot holds your back into position and she takes the arm while standing on top of you and she twists it in the opposite direction of its natural flex. So she's essentially trying to break your arm and your shoulder at this point. And as you are wailing in pain, she takes it a step further. Now you're really not... So this is going to be kayfabe, so you're not really going to break an arm, but it's going to look like it hurts. So she, still standing on you, with her full weight, she drops to the side, taking your arm with you as she's falling, snaps it, lets it go, and you are just holding onto that shoulder, writhing around in the ring. Yeah, Barry's probably not happy at all. Um, Probably screaming in pain. You're like ugly crying as well. <laughs> yeah. So Tana just takes it, turns around. Before she leaves, she takes her towel that's wrapped around her neck. She throws it. She walks over to you, extends it in front of her, and drops it on top of you before making her way through the crowd, exiting the ring. So, Wheels, you are writhing in pain. The medical staff with Dr. Brittany surprisingly running very well in her Louis Vuittons, just running to the ring. <laughs> she kneels down to you, exams at you. She just shakes her head and looks at you and says, I'm sorry, sweetie. This is not how it was supposed to go for you tonight. I'm just still in just insane pain. Let's- I don't think I'd like say anything. Let's get you to the back. I'll take good care of you, I promise. And Dr. Brittany, with the rest of the medical team under her tutelage, straps you into uh, (laughs) kind of like a gurney with you holding your arm and make your way up the ramp as the audience begins to clap. Like when football players get hurt in the middle of a game, like the show of respect, the audience claps and the camera cuts back to... The rest of the locker room, who some are in shock, others are like holding on to each other. Axel, you just witnessed this all on the TV monitor. And as you turn to the trauma bay doors of the Titan Tron, you just see Wheels with Dr. Brittany pass by as both of you exchange kind of these quiet, unspoken glances at each other before he disappears towards Dr. Brittany's office in the back. I, you're muted. How is this TV, like, up against, is it, like, mounted, or is it one of those, like, big old-school box TVs? I will say it's probably one of those old-school box TVs. Oh, God, when I throw it. <laughs> Out of pure, pure anger. So, as you throw this TV, you feel a hand kind of press upon your back axel and as you turn around who should it be but your comrade in arms bjorn so john welcome to the podcast go ahead and introduce yourself to the lovely listening audience and then tell us a little bit about the character you're playing tonight first things first is the mic working or not yes yes it is oh shit Hey, John's here. No mic. My name is John Crossway. I am the Bjorn Kringleson. 
I am the slightly erotic Viking Santa of ancient lore and myth, and uh, carry a sack and a kitten named Blitzen. That's about right. We, that, that makes sense, right? Have, yes. We, we have a cat where Blitzen's are now. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Blitzen's been kidnapped? No, we literally have art. We're using my cat for art. He has 11 cats, and one of them is a kitten, and it's really cute, and we said that's Blitzen. I'll bring him to, out here. Oh, man, that's adorable. <laughs> I, I can't believe I missed kittens. It makes me sad. Ah... Uh, uh, yeah, I, is that an intro? I don't, I'm not sure if I'm missing, <laughs> I'm missing anything. No, so that works. So, yeah, so you just witnessed your current tag team partner just throw a big old TV box across the room. Sorry, Mikey, there's a kitten on the screen. Oh, it's okay. God. I grab, this is not clean face, this is dirty face, but. Oh, my goodness. Oh. We can either use clean or dirty face. They are actually twins. So much cute. Congratulations and good luck to you. I have 11 kit. I have five kittens. Need a hobby. Good for you, though. That's fantastic. <laughs> I have six, and I have six cats. You don't tell, my... me, don't tell me I need a hobby. Tell that, my mom that. Exactly. It's like, that is your hobby. You have a cat army. That's fantastic. That's grand. Uh, I just witnessed Axel throw an old-school 1980s television across the room. Is that what I saw? Yes. Like the huge, like, box, box TV, <laughs> TV that sits on top of the broken TV? Yeah. Yes. Or vice versa? Am I backstage, or am I, am I out here for this? So, you're... Currently, this is happening backstage, because backstage. you two... Okay. So, Axel, you and Will... No, you and Bjorn are about to go back out. But, yeah, cool. so... Bjorn, you just arrived for this. You just witnessed it. Cool. Uh, I'm going to see... Massive TV fly through my vision not near me but like i saw that happen and i'm going to investigate why who would be throwing such a tv i feel like i know it's probably an axel i feel like axel would throw a tv because it has that power and i'm gonna go towards where the tv came from okay so as you go to the tv you just see axel fuming is probably an understatement <laughs> Sure. Like my mohawk is almost on fire now at this point. <laughs> oh, you have a power I, level I, over nine thousand. It's, it's the Chuck Liddell mohawk, not like the big yeah. spiders. Oh it's my it's the Chuck Liddell style mohawk. That's what he sports. Rad. Yeah, I got the actual kitten this time. Oh baby, that's clean face. That's Blitzen. That's this, oh. her name's Abby, but we're gonna use them as Blitzen. <laughs> Blitzen played by Abby. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to approach the axle carefully so as not to get lit on fire, and I'm going to say, "What happened? Did you not just see what that bitch just broke? Wheels his arm right after our match. I would break wheels off. You mean the old timey guy? I like that guy. I did too until he bit my finger. But I'm over that. I also like the man. Let me put it this way." It's to send a message. I understand this language completely. <laughs> Once again, you just hear voices, is like in chowder voices. You're not in this episode. <laughs> I will fight you for dimensional god. <laughs> I'm going to. You're talking about wheels. Ah, uh, wheels. Yeah, they call him wheels because he does the wheelie thing. Yeah. Why is he? He broke his shoulder. I did it. 
That bitch did. Oh. We're going to have to go sack a bitch. That's the plan when I win the number one content contender for that title of, of hers. And she's going to get... Why is he eating your finger? I was just in a match with him. Oh, that makes way more sense now. I I had my plot hole all... That's my fault. Were oh, you... Yeah. Oh. Lay off the eggnog. We got a match tonight. Done. I'll get clean for a while. Great. Don't make me get used out of it because I'm testing you. Is it on my face? Do I have that blue as seal face or am I okay? No, you look... You look Thank you. Oh, this is glorious. So as you two finish this up, you... I guess get cleaned up as best as you can and you make your way back out. Bjorn and Axel, as you two finish cleaning up, you make your way through the trauma bay doors where you both make your way down to the ring. I need to ask this for personal reasons. Do we debut the entrance now or do we wait till the lockdown pay-per-view? I was asking him the same question just now. I don't know. Do we go with a Big Bang now so there's anticipation? Or do we just tell them there's a Big Bang coming and then hit him with it at the pay-per-view? Uh, this is why I'm not a pro wrestling writer, because I would sit here for hours <laughs> thinking, we could do this, we could do that. I think we hit it now because this is an anticipation for the big show. Well, if you, hit, well, if you had a manager, you could always ask that. We do. His name is Blitzen. <laughs> That's oh, right. Um, Abby's, Abby's biting my cord. So, yeah. yes? We agreed, absolutely. Abby was like, yeah, so, okay. The two of you are being led by Blitzen the cat in a little bow tie. <laughs> Blitzen, Blitzen walks out first and stands there in the bow tie. Just looks at the crowd as a tiny kitten on this huge-ass ramp. And just goes, uh, like this tiny mew. And then we follow. Okay, the, so... The kitten's colors for everyone who wants to draw Brunson at home is... Ba is basically a white underbelly and with everything white, gray and brown stripes for the back and legs, a gray and black tail striped. And one of the paws, instead of it being all right, it has a tiny spot of the gray and brown skin. And Fan art. Wears a bow tie and has a little antlers. <laughs> yes. A tiny little antlers. <laughs> With, with a top hat. With a top hat. Oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> this creature's amazing. Okay. Yes, it is. All right. So before we get off too far of the track with adorable cuteness. But uh, okay. So you two want to debut your new tag team entrance. So Let's do it. I will give you the floor. So go ahead and you guys can describe it to us. Oh, man, you tell them. So coming out, um, I think it has to be like Carol the Bells. I think it was the best, like, rock and roll. Christian gets flashing red and green lights. I'm still coming out, but this time I'm not wearing that black shirt anymore. I'm wearing a t-shirt. It's red and green, and in Bullet Club lettering, it says the Coal Club. Mm -hmm. Oh. My. God. Yeah. I still have the towel over my head, and I'm still in everything else, but the Coal Club. And the, the lights and red and green lasers are still going everywhere. And it's still that massive, I don't want to get you in trouble with copyright, but the traditional ridiculous epic carol of the bells, bang, bang, bang. But then Blitz and the Kitten is still right there, just in the middle of it, trying to chase the lasers, because there's lasers everywhere now. So <laughs> we leave Blitzen to play with the lasers as we just bask in the glory of, oh, and I have my sack. I still have my sack. I might. I think I have some green trim now. Like, I still have the, the look to that. Oh, we bust it together. 
So you guys, I'm not gonna lie, we are making this into merch. I do not care. The Cole Club needs its own t-shirt. I will find someone who does t-shirt designs and we're gonna make this work, damn it. <laughs> My life. I will send a picture of Blitzen as well. Oh my gosh, and it's on the front, on the center. Okay, we're getting off track. We'll talk about this later, right. but we're making a t-shirt. Okay. Added at the store, people. Oh, jeez. Ah! We're coming down the ramp, It's I'm and reaching in the sack, and I'm throwing out, like, a present, and every now and then there's, like, a brick of coal, just a big old massive, which is probably, like, 30 bucks of coal. Just be like, oh, like, big old thing of coal and presents just into the crowd. Probably hits a child at some point, but it's okay. We're just tossing them as we head to the ring. I still do the, the hop up to the ropes to get the pyro to go off. Yes, because but it's red, green, silver, gold over the four ropes. Oh my god, this is amazing. Okay, so the two of you make your way and stand in the center of this ring. You see what every good contract sighting needs chairs. You see a table with a black tablecloth draping over it. And in front of you, General Manager Stonebrook with the kind of like portfolio of contract sightings. So the two of you make your way. You sit down in seats. And as you are waiting in anticipation, the Titan Tron goes dark. And you both hear the familiar intro notes of the Japanese koto string instrument play and it begins to play faster and faster before it goes from the traditional instrument into full on like metal screamo type of baby metal type of music <laughs> so as you are witnessing this you two know this to be the entrance of the sakura bomb so on the titan tron you just see a cherry blossom tree as the blossoms begin to dis separate themselves from the tree, they're falling down. But then this cute serene scene is also mixed in with rain of blood. So the sock, the the, the cherry blossoms I, are. I feel like their theme song should be like rain, raining blood by Slayer, but Japanese style. I was just oh going to say that. <laughs> Loki, yo, baby metal. If you're listening to I, this, it was either that or karate by baby metal. Oh please, okay, listen. Baby Metal, if you could allow this little podcast to use karate, because it's, it's baby a metal, banger. Please, baby it metal, is a banger. Karate you. is a banger, bro. Uh, karate yes, is great. It is. Baby Metal yes, it is. Yeah. But yes, yeah. if you are listening, Baby Metal, please. <laughs> but anyways. If, if we will put it down. We will make the edited version. I'll find a cover somewhere. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. But as this is playing, you see... The two familiar sights of your opponents who now gained, you have their respect. So the Sakura Bombs are walking out. Obviously, Hanukkah Tanari and Koji Saku Madu, both wearing like these traditional kind of masks, similar to Kairi Sane and Asuka. They come out dancing and getting in the face of the audience before both of them simultaneously stepping through the ropes and come just walking over. They stand, take the masks, they take them off, and you just see their war paint painted onto their faces. So this time they decided to go with a pink and red theme 
for their face paint as they both j- make their way to the seats and have sit down. So, General Manager Stoneberg, as the two teams are face looking at each other across from the table, Miss Stoneberg goes, Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are here for the official contract signing of the Full Metal Mayhem match at Lockdown. You two teams have been quite an interesting rivalry going on. And we are going to find this culmination at lockdown. So before we sign the contract, does any do either team want to say their final piece to each other? I'm going to lean into the microphone and look at the two of them and say, what's on your face? I can't even see their faces. Is that their face or is that the mask? Or is that the paint? That's the paint, right? <laughs> Did you paint is your it... face? Or is that your face? Why is this table not have mahogany either? Look at the table. Yeah, why it's a normal you... table. Where's this our mahogany, mahogany table? Uh, yeah, why would you wear a mask and then paint your face? Isn't the point of wearing a mask so you don't... I, I don't mean to disrespect your customs. I'm just confused. We're ignorant. We apologize. Yeah, we're not good. Yeah, we're not cultured in those ways. He's Santa Claus and I'm a big guy. Oh my gosh. So oh, as gonna... you two... Go ahead. Go... Go... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to... I was going to lean back and just say, anyway, and I'm going to whistle for Blitzen. Like I can't whistle for reels, but a nice, cool, like, like loud whistle. And Blitzen's going to run down the ramp and jump up on the table and find a comfy spot in the middle of the table on the contract and just sit there and look up at the two whatever they are pink faces oh my gosh your manager so blitzen and it's the door that's our manager <laughs> so blitzen the man blitzen the kitten manager in his adorableness begins pawing at the contract try like successfully but taking a bit to flip through the pages yeah looking through the claws if there's anything hidden in the contract it's, yeah i'm taking care of the, the santa claus if you will hey uh, hi oh hey there's always one <laughs> and it will and it's funny enough it says that for some reason tim allen will start showing up <laughs> sorry hey, tim uh, allen's here sorry. Uh, sorry you, got... you killed santa claus you gotta get you, you gotta head to the north pole now yeah you gotta <laughs> You already got to watch out. Tim Allen's coming. You might need to hide for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might. You two might not want to be here if Tim Allen shows up. He's got a thing for you. Might be able to be careful. I'm sure you can handle yourselves, but Tim Allen's a little. Eh. <laughs> oh man. Blitzed goes to the contract, turns it back to the first page, turns around to both of you, sits and just nods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we taught him how to read. Very smart kitten. Very smart kitten. Yeah, very smart. You should read his poetry. Really good. He's four months old. Very (laughs) tired. Four now? Four? Four months? Four months? Look at you growing up so fast. (laughs) At this point, Blitzen pushes the pen in front of you guys. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'll pick Blitzen up and put it back on my shoulder and blow. I'm going to grab the contract. I'm going to look at where uh blitzen just said to sign and i'm going to sign bjorn kringleson and put a big s underneath it for the star so it's a big fancy like constitution signature <laughs> probably takes up like half the page which is just ridiculous and not needed but it looks really good <laughs> oh jeez. okay so you sign axel i'm assuming you sign too yeah my e's backwards 
You have a crayon. Yeah, it's yellow like, crayon. It's, it's like yellow crayon. <laughs> it's a no, yellow I, I tried using white, but then the blitzer was like, hit me in the face with this ball. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have can't. Hold on. I pull out of this sack a 24 pack of crayons. I pull the yellow one out. I sign it. This is supposed to be for the kids out there, but I wanted them. Okay. They're not going to notice. Nobody uses the yellow one. You're fine. I do. I draw The Simpsons all the time. I, I, you're good. Ma'am, why is the yellow crayon missing? Buy it, you. Oh my goodness. So you two sign the contract. You turn it around to the Sakura bombs. And they just look at each other, nod. They look at you both. And with the microphone in unison, like twins from The, the Shining. <laughs> it's like, literally, just like, we're so happy you get to play with us in our full metal playground. And they take the contract and they sign it before handing it over to Miss Stonebrook. As this happens... You guys start to hear from distance, scraping metal against... What would you say the floors are made of, Mikey? The entrance wrap is probably... I don't want to say metal because then it would rust and then it would smell and then there's the potential for someone to get... Everyone's going to need tetanus shots afterwards. But I would so, say it's like bow metal. So like it's just cement. Essentially. It, I'm going to say this. I believe in one of the Jason movies they actually did a machete to actual stone if you want to hear it but that's basically what you're hearing as you hear not this not just once you hear it several times as this figure covered in foliage just like a resident for one of those special monsters with its back all the way down with his hands touching around with these giant metal claws just scraping by starts walking towards you guys as the as you, oh my goodness as you to as you four in the ring turn and you see this interesting sight in front of you then the four of you hear the all too familiar theme music of the Bayou Brotherhood and stepping out of the kind of fog machine mist Sweet Home Alabama for that what? We'll get into that in a little bit. That doesn't count because this is making an entrance. So, the Louisiana bra- bra- Brotherhood, <laughs> Louisiana man is leading the charge. <laughs> Listen, it's a whole plethora Louisiana of things. Louisiana Bayou Brotherhood of the Bayou. Fuck. So, Louis- Louisiana man is leading the charge with his two cronies. Very tall dude, still looking in his like tattered prison jumpsuit, and. His female compatriot, who is just laughing maniacally as she walks in, looking around. Think of Nikki Cross when she was a part of Sanity. That's the what we're going with her. So, as this monster is shambling towards the ring, Louisiana Man and the rest of the Bayou Brotherhood make their way into the ring. And the four of them stand at the end of the table with the four of you and GM... The general manager, Stonebrook, looking on, and Louisiana man grabs the microphone. Nah. What do we have here? 
contract signing for the IAW tag titles and no one dis- invited us to the party. I'll the, say that's not some good manners, y'all. The, the grass man, as he is known now, just nods his head yes. It's a tag match. It's two tag teams. Ryu looks through the contract and then shows a third signature spot. But nobody signed it. I don't understand. I I feel like, hold on, normally in a tag match there's two people, and there's more people in this group than I can count. I feel like there's a problem here. Yeah, once we go over three, Axel's useless, so we should really try to tamp it down just a little. <laughs> did, I didn't know three was a number till yesterday. This, this, this one thing just puts up two giant metal claws and just puts them up. And he can only count to two, so that's fine. So, at this point... General Manager Stonebrook, she steps in. Now, you see, yes, Axel, two is the magic number we're looking for. They have more than that, but only two of them are going to be participating because through some (laughs) negotiations and underneath her breath and a little bit of a not-so-nice death threat from the Brotherhood, this (laughs) this full Metal Mayhem match is now going to be a triple threat match. Not a yes. <laughs> I, I feel like both manager, both of these people are just like enjoy like saying, "What do we get ourselves in?" So, at this point, <laughs> exactly, Alfonso. Exactly. <laughs> Alfonso just killed me. Sorry, <laughs> not professional. <clears throat> I'm going to turn to Louisiana man. That's just Louisiana man is Louisiana man. Ah, uh, do I even know you, or do you just want to? Be in the ring. I'm not. I'm still not sure why you're here. He he could be promoting his his brand. Of, isn't he named after a brand of hot sauce? Is the hot sauce guy? I think hey! this is the hot sauce guy. Oh! In the grass man carves into the table the words victory and revenge. That's your name, Victory Revenge. That's a terrible name. You got to get a real <laughs> name, friend. Not nods no, <laughs> and then he puts. Your answer. Then he also cars your answer. You're you're fucking up this mahogany table, friend. What are you trying to do here? This is mahogany. I feel like there's only. Sorry, I say that every time it's mentioned. <laughs> so we have the Jewish holiday girls over there because one of them is Hanukkah. Um, oh, they're Jewish. Oh. We have the Louisiana hot sauce man and a guy dressed up like he's grass. Are your meds That's... working? I think mine are off. Uh... There's a lot going on at once here the grassman just looks at you and then he, then he looks then he somehow with just using the tip of the claws you don't know how he grabs the pencil and writes yes at least i'm not an idiot Alrighty okay. then Listen, can you read his handwriting gm stonebrook steps in and she's yes let's just get this over with and uh, grassman just nods so he's the anna man just nods and his two posse members, who you two know, the large, tall, prison, jumpsuit-wearing-looking man, his name is Harl, and what? the woman is Ava. Harl. So they step up. Yes, Harl. Just roll with it, I promise. You're fine. You're fine. So Harl and Ava step up to the table. They sign the match. Now... Now, this tag team title match in the Full Metal Mayhem at Lockdown is now a triple threat. The general 
Stonebrook closes the portfolio. She looks at you. Well then, best of luck to the three of you. Oh, also, just to make sure we make things extra special for lockdown, you three will be facing off in a tag team turmoil match tonight. The winner gets an advantage, which will be revealed at uh, the uh, pay-per-view. I want to do something cool. I might have to re- roll real for it. Before, I, I'm doing the whole mystical shit thing with this. You don't mystical. just give me... You don't, don't give me the title, the Bayou, Bayou Brotherhood, and don't expect me to do magical things for stuff like this. I'm imagining in this universe, you're, like, doing magical things the same way that uh, Mysterio in Spider-Man does magical things. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm going to activate a smoke machine and have it come out of the hands and then just make a whole smoke screen and then we just disappear somehow. I'm not going to make you roll for it. I'll just say it. you do it because that's fucking awesome. <laughs> who, who, is, it, is, the, is the other two still in the ring? Is the match happening now or is it happening say, later? Those two no, so this match is... Two. So G, GM Stonebrook's just like, always the dramatics with those ones. You three will be facing off against each other in the main event tonight, but we still got a couple more matches to go, so you should probably go get ready. I have a question. Yes. Harl? It's a whole thing as is the there, camera cuts from there no, real like, quick. Uh, in the front. Like, this Carl. contract signing was lame, so I'm gonna elbow drop myself through the table because somebody has to go through a table to contract signing. Sound <laughs> and walk away. I like how there's a horror movie moment with the claws just going across the ground, but no, we have to break the table. To- the table has to break. But it was a nice table. It is mahogany. <laughs> Sorry. The mahogany has been carved into. I'm going to walk back up the ramp with my texting partner, and I'm going to but I'm going to lean over to Harl as we're exiting and be like, your name's Harl? Really? Harl? Like with an a- okay, fave, they start, you guys start talking. It's like, yeah, it's this weird thing. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but no, it's fine. I'm not judging you, but like, you can't put a consonant on there? Barl or Carl? Jarl? You just went with yeah. the H? Earl? Yeah, it was... Yeah, or just leave it, just go Earl. The, pap- it- the, pap- the paperwork got smudged, so that's how they saw it, and I just didn't question it. Was As it you guys Harl? are having this... Harl because of a mistake? You just didn't fix the mistake, and your name is Harl now? As, As you guys, guys have this conversation. <laughs> As you guys entered the trouble bay door, you see the grass man and John just talking to each other, like, just in the distance. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Jeez. So I'm still, I'm still talking to Harl as I go to the so, dressing room. <laughs> as y'all are having this conversation. Question. Yes. Are the Sakura bombs the last ones to leave the ring? Yes. Go ahead. Oh boy. So before the Sakura bombs, I would can like leave. To I want to see what happens before I decide what I'm doing. Okay. So we'll hold that thought. So Macho Mage, what are you about to do? So before the Sakura bombs leave the ring, the Mm -hmm. lights go dark. And over the speakers, you hear, like, sparkly, like, mystical sound effects. And that, like, distant, like, spell-casting singing 
And you hear Macho Mage's voice. Double Doyle in trouble. Sucker of bombs. Here's my rebuttal. Yeah. And the lights, uh, spotlight shines in one location of the arena in the audience. And there is the Macho Mage standing, except his robe is wrapped around him and his head's down. And But he's wearing his wizard's, his satin wizard hat, right? You two jumped me in the alley. Didn't think the Macho Mage would rally. Shuts off. Oh, no. But now it's time to pay the piper. As the spotlight goes on, a different location in the arena, where in the audience, and, the, and there's Macho Mage standing there again. His robes around him, his hat, and his head's down. Because your situation's a little dire. Yeah. Sakura bombs, watch your back. And the lights go off again. And just the Jumbotron turns on. Because this spells the Macho Mage is going to cast. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you just hear... I want to... First... And you just hear the first harmonica riff of the Macho Mage theme. And then everything goes black. Oh, my God. I have to interrupt that music. No, I wouldn't. One, because it was too awesome, I wouldn't have let you to begin with. Number two, yeah, number one, I wouldn't have let you because that was awesome. But number two, technically, you said you're having a conversation with the Cole Club, so you're backstage at this point still talking uh, to them. I'm not having a conversation with the Cole Club. He's talking to the grass, man. The grass. Yeah. yeah, I'm literally talking to the grass. Man, I hope that what is, are they? Sakura bombs like shaking or scared or anything because yeah, they deserve what's, what's, to be afraid of something. What's the reaction? The, so I, mean, I, th- I think they're laughing. <laughs> no, so the Sakura bombs are still as stoic as ever, but there's a look of confusion on their face. Now this is for the listening audience, but they turn to each other and they look at each other. And Tanari says, he thinks we attacked him. I see that she's, I see she's up to her tricks again, sister. And the other one says, looks like we need to have a little talk with our IAW champion now, don't we? And they just giggle and laugh as they walk out of the ring up the ramp. (laughs) So... Macho Mage, you are in gorilla position, getting ready for your match. So, as you are getting ready, Axel comes up from the back and he joins you really quickly. Hey, uh, Macho, Macho Mage, I got it right this time. Yeah, that's the name. Oh, yeah. How can I assist you? I was wondering, I'm going to pull another shirt out of my bag, another coal club shirt. Would you like to help me and Bjorn out? Because now we got these extra guys hopping in and we're going after the Sakura. Would you like to team up and help do this together? Because we're all the same enemy here and just do it as one awesome team. The Grassman comes over, grabs the truth and throws it on the ground and puts up two fingers in front of your face. So you're throwing a Bayou Brotherhood shirt in front? D- no. He's grabbing the cold shirt, throwing it on the ground, putting up two fingers to- Supposed to be a dude. 
basically. Oh, I'll push him away with my foot and pick the shirt back up. So the Macho Mage will regard the shirt that's on the ground. The, what was it say on it? It's red and green, and in Bullet Club like style, it says the Coal Club. Okay. Or Coal Club. So he'll regard it on the ground, and then the Macho Mage will pick the shirt up with reverence. And he will, like, not put it on, but he's, oh, yeah, the Macho Mage will cast an assistant spell for you. Oh, yeah. And he'll, like, slowly, somehow, out of somewhere, disappear into a shadow that just appeared out of, like, nowhere. Oh, the grass do that. The grass wing just stares where he appeared. Oh my gosh, this is... So wait, so out of character, Dolph, does that mean that you are going... You are too sweet-knit with them and you're part of the cold club? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, or, wait. or degeneration exit. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Puppy, yes. Puppy Riku's here now. But do you, do we have a lot to fill you in with? But we'll fill uh, you in. We'll fill you in later. We'll fill you in later. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear. I've been following oh. in the commentary chat for a while. I was at the audition, and holy shit, things oh. have gone down. We, we will we, talk we, about we, it in a little bit. Yeah, let's just say Wheels has been a target to send you a message. Again, we'll fill you in. But yes, yeah, so Macho Mage, you disappear. The following contest, set for a 10-minute time limit, is for the second semifinal match in the IAW number one contenders tournament. Macho Mage, what does your entrance look like for this episode? Alright, the lights go dark again, and you hear the beginning harmonica of Black Sabbath's the wizard and on the second harmonica this time sparkling lights all over the place sparkling. and then when the music kicks in an explode there's an explosion and the lights kick on and the macho mage is standing there and he's standing there with his hands held up high and he's got his glasses on he's got his wizard hat the satin he's got his robe He's got his half shirt with the tassels and he's just standing there. And this time in one waist belt, instead of the meat stick that he had originally, which is no more, he has a full on one of those hard kielbasas sticking out of his belt. And, and also attached to the other side, he has a book that emblazed on it really big. It, says, it just says spell book. Grassman throws the broken meat stick at him. As so, as the music plays, the Macho Mage starts uh, heading down, heading down the ramp. But again, it looks like he's like floating somehow, and he'll stop and he'll interact with with some of the audience. He'll a little hand spell at them and be like Leviosa to them. You know what I mean? And continue on to the to the ring. And once he gets to the ring, he will do the thing where. He, the last few feet, he runs up and he jumps and he slides underneath the, the rope. And when he gets into the ring, he'll hop up on one knee and again, hold his hands up like that. And with a spell book on his side and the kielbasa, the hard kielbasa in his waist. Oh my gosh, I love it. So Macho Mage, as you're in the ring, kind of 
Position yourself in your corner. The Titantron begins to show images of a nice sandy beach, some palm trees, and some pic- kind of stock video of waves crashing upon the shore. As you hear the most cheesiest, like, beach boy, like, type of song begin to play. And out coming from the trauma bay doors, this time sporting a pink Tommy Bahama shirt with his sunglasses and the most gaudy puka shell necklace in matching swim shorts and flip-flops is one Tommy Tsunami, your opponent for tonight. So as he's making his way in and the music is playing, he's just hitting the audience with the hang loose sign, just vibing and chilling as he's making his way. He steps into the ring and a la like Matt Riddle, when he jumps over the top rope, he like launches the flip-flops off of his feet and they just go flying into the audience as <laughs> Pyro hits and he goes to his respective corner. The bell begins to ring. Macho Mage, you start with control of the match. So what are you doing first? Okay. All right. So we are going to do a little of the ring dance around. And then Macho Mage is going to go straight into to the, the lockup with Tommy. Right in the middle, in the middle of the the, the, the ring, or just the the head arm lockup. To which then he will he <laughs> will take Tommy, and as he turns him, he's going to toss him into the rope. And as Tommy bounces back, he is going to try to give him a, a forearm shiv. Okay. So. Yeah, Tommy's response to you wanting to lock up, he locks up, you throw him into the ropes, and you hit him with the shiv. So as his response, he is going to just... He's on the floor, just like, collecting himself with his face. So, Macho Mage, spot time. He is currently on the floor. What are you going to do? Ooh, do I want to take him to the mat? No, I'm taking something out of uh, Hulk Hogan's book. I am going to run back into the rope and bounce off the rope, and then I'm going to come and drop the big leg on Tommy's head. Oh, snaps. Okay, so since you are just... Eh, it's one of your signature maneuvers. Or is it more technique? No, it's your signature. No. Yes, I'm going to say that you are sewing a signature, so you're going to roll plus body for me. Oh, buddy, no. So with the four, you botch the spot. So as you, so as you in your uh, gung-ho-ness, Macho Mage, come down with the leg, Tommy is going to move out of the way. And at the moment that you hit the mat with your leg, Tommy is going to immediately grab hold of it, pick it up as he's standing up, and he is going to put you in an ankle lock. Okay. So, on that match, on that botch, Tommy now has control of the match. 
So in this ankle lock, he is going to continue to work on it a little bit. And then he is going to... Actually, yeah. So that's his first thing. He's going to continue to work on it. So how do you respond? I'm going to sell... I'm going to sell the botch. And I'm going to totally do... Like a a second before Tommy grabs my leg for the ankle lock... I'm definitely going to give the audience the face of, ooh, oh, I, I hurt myself, that thing. So, Tommy takes the ankle lock, and I, oh, what's the one? Uh, want to, I'm just looking at, at all the moves. <laughs> no. Oh, what's the one where I, what's the one where I make him look good? Agnabbit. You want to make him look good? Yeah, there there was an actual technique for it. I can't... Of course I can't find it now. Hang on. <laughs> so there is a move called the comeback where you... He's in control of the match. Right, and I'm a jobber, so that is... What... You know, I gotta try to make him look good. Work the audience. You know what? For the sake of it, we'll just say that... This is like you putting him over a little bit. So we will use the put over. So you putting him over. So he's you put him over. And so Uh that is your response by making him look good. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. However, I will. How close are we to the ropes? Within arm's reach of it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give him a few minutes where I'm going to make him look good, and then I'm going to grab the rope. Okay, so you grab the rope, and that signals for a rope break. So Tommy just lets go, and he backs away slowly as the response. So now how do you respond to him letting you go and backing away? Okay, so I, I get up, and I definitely play the ankle injury a little bit it actually doesn't hurt but i'm gonna i'm gonna sell it i'm selling it so then i am i am i am i am coming to the middle of the ring and uh, this time I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a hand up for for the test of strength and motion to him for to do the test of strength thing and and i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can get the crowd into it so I'm gonna. I, I want to see if I can work the crowd. <laughs> You're gonna work the audience. So we'd love work to see audience. it. Yeah. So I want to see if I can work the audience. All right. Let's see if you're able to do so. So I'm gonna use a momentum to make it a seven. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So the audience plays along. So you All gain right. plus one momentum. All right. And cool. So you. Worked the audience, so it was a success. The audience is into this match. Tommy gets and understands it, and then he, as his big move, he is going to try to grab you, and essentially he's going to give you the... No affiliation to Rhea Ripley, but he's going... No, to all, all for intents and purposes, because she's a badass. He's gonna, Tommy's going to give you... The Riptide, which is exactly what you think it is from Rhea Ripley. He's going to pick you up and attempt to hit you to the ground. Damn it, Dice. You're not working with me today. He <laughs> fails, so he botches it. Can I do the How- thing 
where when he picks me up, like, so when he picks me up as a jobber, I know how the move is supposed to go. But the minute that I feel that he effed it up, I want to do the thing where I like where I slide myself behind him. Have you, how that happens in wrestling matches where a guy will pick another a wrestler, will pick another wrestler up, and the wrestler mm-hmm. that gets picked up like like flips and then slides behind the other wrestler. That mm-hmm. so I would like to do that. Okay, so you do that, and so you're able to get out of it. How because it's a botch? How do you counter? So what is your counter move right now? All right, I am going to. Since he's behind me, I I want to give him the good old German suplex. I am going to, since you're going with the German suplex, you, I'm going to have you do this. I'm going to have you roll <laughs> body for me again, because physical strength. Okay. Fucking kidding. Four. Lordy. So, Macho Mage, as you attempt to go for the German suplex... You're able to get Tommy, and you are able to get the momentum. However, as you are trying, as you're in the process of throwing him over to get that kind of rotation in, the feet underneath from you slip. So, you are going to be able to successfully German suplex Tommy, but you're about to possibly hit the back of your head in a way that's not supposed to. Mm. However, as you are coming down, you feel Tommy from the position of being German suplex switch his position enough where he is able to use that momentum to correct the trajectory and still make the German suplex look good while also protecting you from possibly hurting yourself. As a, trade-off, as a trade-off to that, though, Tommy is going to take the brunt of the impact, so he's going to be a little dazed. And as you complete the German suplex, you look over to Tommy, who is lying on the floor. You can see he's a little banged up, but he's still okay. And he just nods. He just winks at you, giving the kind of proverbial signal to end the match. Okay. Then I will. How can you? How was he? So he let. All right. So German suplexed, and he rolled. So is. Can you just explain to me how like his body positioning? He's just laid out on the back, just looking up at the ceiling, selling the German suplex. But his back is on the mat. Okay. All right. So then, shit. Uh, I guess I'll just go for the pin. Okay. So you come on in, grab the leg. One, two, three. Wow. Bell rings. <laughs> so bell rings. Your winner. And moving to the finals of the IAW tournament, Macho Man. The crowd. Waiting on, waiting on the entrance ramp for him, by the way, is going to be just blitz. Blitzen just cutely staring at this. So Macho Mage, you get up. You take in the crowd's adulation, but you understand that this was not necessarily your best showing tonight. But regardless, Tommy gets up, shakes your hand, brings you in closer to whisper in your ear, and says, Don't worry about it. It's like, you go get him. 
Aww. And kind of pat. Will, I'll, I'll whisper in his ear, but I'll, I'll turn really quickly to the corner where I put my the, the hard salami and the spell book. And I will go and retrieve the hard salami. And I'll put it, because it's, it's one of those 10-inch hard salamis. Hickory Farms, mm-hmm. only the best. And I'll hold it in my hands like this, and I'll, I'll, I'll present it to Tommy. He awkwardly just stares at it a little bit, but then takes it and nods as a sign of being respectful as possible. Okay, good. And so when he takes it, I'm definitely going to do the thing. Again, I want to try to work the crowd, and I want to take his hand and lift it up and do, you know, have them cheer him on, too. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm not going to make you roll for it. You just okay. successfully do that. And you two walk back up the ramp. Terry comes back into the ring. The following contest scheduled for one fall is a triple threat tag team turmoil match for the winning team. will get an advantage in the full metal mayhem match at lockdown. So as the grass man. Yep. It just it just comes out of the smoke in the middle of the appears as he pulls out a banjo and starts playing it to to introduce the Bayou Brotherhood. Okay. So as you, you do that, you, you don't know how he does it with these giant metal claws, but he's doing it. I love it. So as it's it's, it's like you know those like three D printed claws are like. They're cool looking, but they're not practical. Those are how big these claws are. So, yo playing the banjo. So, as Grassman is doing that, out comes Harl and Ava. They walk out to this twangy, like, low banjo playing. And they just walk up to the very top of the ramp together. And in one momentum for them. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So Yeah! You're saying the grass man's a manager. Okay. So they walk up to the ramp. They just put up, like, holding their fingers together, create, like, these interlocking fists and the signs, like, together for the brotherhood. And they walk into the ring. The soccer bombs are coming out next. As they make their entrance similar to the contract signing. It just disappears under the stage. <laughs> and then the coal club is what we're calling them now. This is so amazing. You guys make your entrance the same way as you did before. And you three find yourself in the ring. So, coal club, who is starting off the match first? And Actually, it's tag team turmoil, but you still got to follow the rules. So, who's starting? I'll start in the ring. Okay, Bjorn is starting. Bell rings. Bjorn, you start in the match. So you have one half of the soccer bombs, and then you have big old Harl representing the Bayou Brotherhood in this match. So the three of you just look at each other. You started this off. Cool. Is my mic working? You can hear me fine? Yes. Cool. I can't hear myself, so it doesn't matter. I'm I'm going to, still holding the sack. So I'm in the ring. I'm holding the sack. I'm going to look at Harl. And I'm going to say, Harl! Duck! And I'm going to swing the sack 
over Harl and let it go, throwing the sack into one of the Sakura bombs. Yeah, so Harl just in the like interesting, weird, creepy fashion, he just like back handsprings and just essentially we'll call it what it is. This is like basically when Bray Wyatt like arches his back on his hands facing upside down <laughs> to his opponent. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm just picturing the Baihu Brotherhood as a, as the Baihu Brotherhood, but they're all based off of horror. That's essentially what Bray Wyatt was, but we'll get into yeah. that later. But yeah, so he yeah. ducks, and you hit. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is great. You hit Hanukkah with the sack as she goes. She gets knocked to the floor. Knocked to the floor? Yeah, you're just like. And so she where, gets knocked to the floor. She's like, where, where in the ring? Close to the turnbuckle or just on the ground? Close to the turnbuckle. Close to the turnbuckle. I'm going to run. And, oh, that's, there it is. Sorry, we was just shared on the on the Discord, the Bray, Bray Wyatt exorcist crab walk. So I threw uh, the sack. I'm... In the sack. I'm going to run up and old school, a la Yokozuna. I'm going to jump onto the second turnbuckle. And I'm going to sit on her chest and just yell, that's my sack! Bow! And just land on her chest. The grassman just looks at the Bayou Brotherhood, looking for them to give any sign. Oh, boy. To help out. Yeah, as you, you said, the Bayou Brotherhood aren't good people. Yeah, you just Yokozuna this poor woman. <laughs> so, in response, she's going to get up, and she is going to Try to full-on dropkick you. Can I catch her? Yeah, you can definitely catch her. I'll roll. Uh, do you mean to roll to catch or just I caught her? You just caught her because this is You're a response. <laughs> Hold, uh -huh. Hold her. <laughs> I'm going to yell to Harl again. And see if I can get Harl's attention. And I'm going which to you say, do. Which I do. <laughs> and I'm going to say, catch! And I'm just going to heave this Sakura bomb into Harl. Like full chest pass. <laughs> right at Harl. Okay. So, as a response to all this goodness, so, as you throw one half of the soccer bombs at, Harl is going to catch her, and then using the momentum of catching her is basically just going to give her a Randy Orton scoop slam to the mat, and then stand back up and just looks at you and cracks his knuckles. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to Harl. That was impressive. Is your name still Harl? Do you need a consonant for Christmas? Like a J? A Maybe not a K. That's not that interesting. Pump up, like two pumped up fists and go, hey, he looks like a giant when he, when, instead of when he's all standing up and he just, and he just goes, ha! Okay. Love it. Alrighty. So Harl is just going to go up to you, Bjorn, and full on just pick you up. And just throw you across the ring. I'm a large, sexy man. You think you could just throw me like that? Yes, 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 you can. Okay, that's fine. Do I, can I roll against this? No, he. You can respond. He throws you, but how do you respond to getting thrown? Can I roll so I don't hit as hard? I'll say because you're responding to this. I will say that you don't hit as hard, but now. What's happening after you get thrown across the ring? I'm going to... I'm going to charge Harl. Harl. 
I'm going to kick Harl in the stomach and try to set up a Canadian destroyer. I would like to interrupt this. Oh shit! Okay, so you're gonna. So we got the I, attempt I, with the Canadian destroyer, which is, by the way, a beautiful move. A beautiful, would, beautiful move. Two. Okay, I would like to use a moment to interrupt this. Ah. Oh. Okay, so you're gonna interrupt. So what are you doing? I'm firing a t-shirt cannon in the middle of Bjorn's chest. I mean, you inch. We're going full on, and this is amazing. I, I, I'm so okay. I'm sorry. This is the grass man. This is not John. There is no grass man. So I we I know get hit, I get hit with a t-shirt in the chest. Yes. Yeah, so you get hit with a t-shirt. Should I roll and, plus real to see if it even hits? No. So with interrupt, you spend one momentum, and it just happens. So now because you interrupt. Harl has control of the match now. <laughs> Damn it. So do I have him in that position, but now I'm don't... You loosen up a little bit because the t-shirt hits you. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So is, is his head between my legs, and now I'm confused? Is that where we're going from? Yes. So oh, shit. You see, from I, the I, end... I don't feel like that's the, the first time that's happened about something wrong with my... Oh, man. No, it's probably true. It's like, this is now... Ah, fuck me. Be like, with consent, of course. <laughs> I asked you for this, right? <laughs> so, from that position, Harl's going to wrap his hands around your leg, and he's going to just put you on top of his shoulders. As ah. you both come up to the upright position, oh, both no. of you see Monica, oh. who has oh. been thrown up from the top turnbuckle, oh. and essentially, with the momentum is going to give you a doomsday tower spot as she jumps from the top rope and just grabs you and takes both you and Harl down. With And so all three of you are laying on the ground. That must have looked beautiful. I'm betting Harl's already back. I'm going to start reaching my hand over the top rope to signal for a tag. Are we going for a hot tag? I'm slowly... (laughs) I'm slowly going for a tag. I'm slowly trying to... Oh, where's... Where'd he go? I'm just... I'm saying every name but Axel. I'm like, Alex! Alan! Akron! <laughs> like, just saying as I'm trying to crawl towards... Velociraptor! <laughs> yeah, just weird shit. I love it! Okay, so you are making a hot tag. I love the t-shirt cannon. Oh my goodness. I'm still okay. going for the tag. Tell me if I get there. So Bjorn, since you're going for the hot tag, I need you to roll. I need you to roll plus heat that you have with with Axel. So you're gonna roll two d six and add your heat score with him. Where's my? I don't know my heat. We have we have a plus one now. We're one to plus two, but it's a plus one now. Yeah. So plus one. So roll two d six. Okay. Two d six plus one. What could go wrong? Everything. Oh, that's a nine. Ooh. Okay, so on a nine, so on a nine, you get a choice. So you can maintain, so you may get, you can hand over control of the match to your opponent, which, because you're going in for the hot tag, and game plus, you know what, I'm going to change it. You get the hot tag, and now your team is in control of the match. Axel goes in like bat out of hell, just. Oh, yeah. Axel, you are in control, so... 
you see Hanukkah and Harl in the ring, still trying to compose himself after that amazing doomsday spot. Um, I'm going to first run in and catch Hanukkah. She's getting up. Is she facing away from me or is she facing towards me? Away. I'm going to catch her with the running bulldog. <laughs> Immediately as I drop her, I'm going to get up and then run and then go for a big like jumping clothesline to this big dude. Oh my gosh. I, I'll let you do that to Sakura Bomb, but the second shot, the t-shirt cannon must happen. Here's Ryan. the thing. You need two momentum to interrupt me because of my one of my moves. Because oh, my body have, is higher than yours. Do you have Ooh. to? Do you have two momentum, John? I I, I wasted one. So I don't <laughs> because no, of not... because of what's fake, right? No, never mind. It's shoot fighter. As long as you have higher work, but since I took what's fake, right, you have to have higher body, and you have to use two momentum in order to interrupt me. Rad. Oh my god, we are actually using the system. Let's go. The system <laughs> is working. The system is working. Yep, the system is working. It's like against me. <laughs> just, I'm just reading up what I can do here. Keep on going. I'm just reading what I can do. Okay, so that t-shirt cannon shot just like it doesn't make the trajectory all the way. So the t-shirt kind of just lays at your feet, Axel, as you I, definitely I, I hit. As I run past, I'm gonna pick it up and throw it into his throw it into that Ruby Riot character or the Nick, Nicky Cross character. I'm gonna, oh throw, I'm gonna throw it in her face like a distractor. She's do like, ah! Do I still have my momentum? Yeah, you still have a momentum. A, mo- a-, a is all I need. Oh no, what are you about to do? <laughs> you can just wait and see. Alright, so she has the t shirt. It's, ah, I'm covered in a t shirt. <laughs> the so, gonna... the grassman just pulls Knock the other, the other soccer bomb off the rope. Okay, so you just do that. Okay, so you do that. So it's just you and Harl in the ring, Axel. So what do you do? No, I still have the other soccer mom still in the ring. I just knocked her tackle uh, partner off the apron. Okay, so Harl and Hanukkah are in the ring. Pick your poison. <laughs> what do you? I'm gonna grab Hanukkah, throw her into the R turn R turnbuckle, uh-huh. the one that uh, the one that Bjorn's at, uh-huh. and I'm gonna grab Harl and drag him over there, and I'm gonna attempt to belly suplex. Like, overhead, throw him into the turnbuckle where she's at. Oh, my gosh. Before the move goes off, before it goes off, Uh I'm going to interrupt to make sure this doesn't happen. Okay, so you need to figure, so what part are you interrupting? The initial soccer bomb to the turnbuckle or this belly suplex into her with Harl? I can't, here's the thing. He's doing the move with Carl, so I can't do it with Carl, so I have to say, Sadly, so you're gonna, gonna, it just gonna it takes two more minutes. I'm gonna throw a smoke bomb. Just throw a smoke bomb. Okay, so you throw the smoke bomb, and it affects it. So the move doesn't happen as planned. So, Axel, as you are going for this, the smoke bomb hits, and all three of you guys in the ring are taken aback a little bit. So. Your line of sight is gone, and you can't find Harl or Hanukkah. As you are trying to clear around, you just see from the distance Harl with the with Hanukkah onto the ground. As the ref is next to her, as the smoke dissipates for the one, two, three. 
So, the r bell rings. Win the Bayou Brotherhood, and therefore we'll have the advantage in the full metal mayhem triple threat. So technically, you didn't get pinned. So Axel, you don't have. Technically, you guys lost this match, but you didn't get pinned. And just like in actual wrestling, getting pinned is worse than losing a match like in this type of triple threat. But I'm assuming Axel's not a happy camper at the moment. No. I guess I'm going to do the my monster thing here. I'm going to go ahead and go to Harl as he's just getting up. And I'm going to attempt to throw him into my finisher, the Lion's Press Body Slam. That military press uh, into the spine buster. I would, the grassman would like to push Harl out of the way and take it himself. As you attempt to do that, though, the other Sakura Bond that was on the ground grabs you, Grassman, and holds you in place as Axel does this move in the middle of the Ooh. ring. I would I'm like gonna to go. roll plus real to try it. Can I try rolling plus real to see if I can stop this? I'm going to say no, <laughs> but I'm going to give you the caveat... Hey, I'm going to give you a caveat later, so hang on there. Narrative, I promise, is going to be worth it. I'm going to so grab the you're sack. Not able to... mm -hmm. Let me be more specific. I'm going to grab Bjorn's massive sack, the big red one, <laughs> and I'm going to start oh walking God. around the ring trying to find this grass trimmings creature thing that is messing with all the matches. You find him. He's outside in the ring with... Uh... Right, I'm going <laughs> to stuff him into the sack. And I just ripped the sack apart with the sharp claws. That's the DM's choice. Does that happen to you? Or is he in yes, the sack? Yes, your sack, your sack got destroyed. That's you fine. Were... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choke him to, with, the, with the shreds of the sack. <laughs> so, as this is all going on, so Axel with this I move like on Harl. Security, security gonna, doesn't exist. I'm going to throw it on him, and then I'm also going to throw it on her. I'm going to just, just dominate both of them. So as this is happening with all this going on, the Sakura Bombs just... They get all of your guys' attention because you hear a loud clang in the middle of the ring as the two Sakura Bombs are holding chairs and have smacked the chairs into each other. You all turn to look as if like a giant gong has sounded off and the Sakura Bombs over the microphone and says, Enough! As the as all of you are looking on, we will settle this score at lockdown. And says, but you better be prepared. This means war. As they throw I, the microphones down. <laughs> I would, okay. I have to do this because it's the end of the match. I can get plus one audience for the Brotherhood. I have to. Okay, what do you need to do for it? And what are you doing? Oh, no, this just happens because oh, I'm a manager, remember? But narrate to me, how do you gain audience for the Brotherhood? I've got to roll to see if I can even do it. Right, so, here's... So, on a 7 or 9, I can... This is for the... This is the meal ticket. So, if, if I roll a 10 or plus, we're booked and we gain one audience since we won this. But on a 7 and 9, it's either they gain one momentum or one heat with your enemy. And if I fail, I lose one audience and I'm out. I'm going to gain myself one audience if it works. So I've got to roll my plus 
Let's see, what is it called again? Bleh. My plus look, so let's see. Come on. Yeah, that's 11. He rips what's left of the bag from Tokium and he goes up and sprays fire in the air as somehow the words appear up top the by you brotherhood oh jeez <laughs> it works so you're successful in that endeavor as your audience now so so Woo! as as all this comes to a head each team kind of separates into different parts of the ring as the three of you just have a stare down as the camera kind of cuts for the evening and the credits before, begin to roll <laughs> before it cuts the grassman looks at Bjorn and gives him two middle fingers and just goes away. Why do you have two middle fingers? Which one's in the middle, you dumbass? And as camera cuts... They're both on separate hands, nope, you Credits idiot. are rolling! Credits are rolling! Credits are rolling! Credits are rolling! So, before we conclude, as the credits are rolling, you just hear a voiceover... As well as, ladies and gentlemen, what an exciting episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling. Man, do we have all things planned. Ends up like how a lot, well, specifically taking inspiration from AEW, how they previewed next week's episode with the matches and the segments. Essentially, you're getting a preview of the lockdown card. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with my great pleasure to give you what lockdown is going to have. As we had just saw at the end of this episode, we will have a triple threat to match for the IAW Tag Team Championships in a full Metal Mayhem match. The Bayou Brotherhood have won the advantage. What will it be? And will they be successful in dethroning the longest reigning tag team champs? Or will the new faction of the Cole Club be able to gain their first set of gold in IAW. In addition, we will have the finals of the IAW number one contenders tournament where Macho Mage will face a will face Axel for the number one contender spot. So will the powerhouse Axel be able to crush the competition? Or will Macho Mage pull an upset victory and move on to face Tana later in that in the night for the IAW Championship? Finally, with the new Bedlam Break Championship being unveiled weeks ago, we will have the inaugural Bedlam Break match at Lockdown as the Umbral Talon will take on fan favorite Elk in a Bedlam Break match. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, you do not want to miss Lockdown It will, is next time. Until then, have a good night from IAW. We are signing off for the evening. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are going to conclude this episode of Friday Night Fights. I, lordy, I have, lordy. I'm going to keep this mission up, but I, I have technically completed my mission of revenge. <laughs> I I was assuming it was going to be Elk that I would be going against. but I, I, have, I have to manage Elk as well. That's if he wants to. We'll do that in a little bit. Yeah, but... we'll see. But... Oh, yeah, and, you're, and hey, 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 at least it's a cage match and you can go outside. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait before. to tell you that. It's, I, I have it I really all planned want, out. It's, I really wanted to do something stupid. The grass man goes over to the umbral talon and offers him buy you shirt. Oh, shit. So we'll do that at the pay-per-view, but that will conclude another episode of Friday Night Fights. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a wild ride, and I thank you all for listening. So next time that we have Friday Night Fights, it is the Lockdown Pay-Per-View Special. We are finally to our first pay-per-view, you guys. I the culmination of these stories so far will hit a head when we come back. So, th- once again, my name is Mikey, the lovely creative for this game. And for my cast of players, to all of you listening, remember to love one another, take care of each other, and until next time, as always, let the good times roll. See you later!